Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome back. back. Permission to explore the podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm Kelly. What? Hey. <laughs> and as of recording this, it's December 1st, but I Yay! do believe December. Yay, uh, December. <laughs> I mean, as a December birthday, I'm very excited about that. Um, but I do believe this podcast is going to be coming out somewhere around mid-January. So we wanted to discuss setting intentions for 2022. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If you're like most people that I do know, and uh, as I have been in the past, you probably get to this time of year and your schedules are insane. Mm -hmm. They're crazy busy, like more mm -hmm. than usual. Yep. And perhaps you find yourself in that, uh, ooh, I'm kind of concerned about my health or at least my weight or my appearance or <laughs> knowing what Kelly's raising her hand over there. Um, <laughs> Kelly just raised her hand, right? Knowing the toll that that like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas run can have on a body, right? And then there's just, there's that physical side of it. But then there's also that like internal side of it, the, the stress or anxiety that can come, right? Mm -hmm. With wrapping up an end of the year and those busy schedules and, you know, our, our connection or our relationship with our bodies. But often what can happen too is as busy as we are, you can still have that feeling of like disconnection, right? You may be spending time with fans and friends, like family and friends and loved ones, but your brain is somewhere else because there's so much on the schedule. And there's not just that disconnection from, you know, the people that you love, but also from yourself, right? Yes. That there's so much going on that you don't take time for you to take care of what you need for you. And the thing is, is I, I realized, you know, that's a year round thing, but it seems so extra heightened this time of year, this December holiday season. So oftentimes when we get to January, we have that, that feeling of like, what, what just happened? First of all, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, what, what just happened? Holy we can crap. Yeah, we can feel like, okay, I just went through all the motions, right? I went through the motions. I got through my days. And then now I'm here. Now what? Right? That tends to happen. And we can also have that moment of, I just went through a whole year. What did I accomplish? What yeah. changed? Did anything change? Or did I spend my year going through the motions, getting through my days, right? That's this other thing that kind of January can bring is just this almost like letdown of mm -hmm. where did this past year go, <laughs> right? And that can bring up these feelings of shame or guilt or disappointment, or even just straight up like sadness that another year has gone by. And mm -hmm. what did I do? What did I accomplish? What, you know, all of those things. So I know for myself, I, I have those feelings and then I'm always like, all right, January, let's do this. You know, <laughs> like I get really intense about it. Um, yeah. at, you know, and, and I'm sure a lot of people are that way too, right? There's this change you want to make. We're very acutely aware. All right, fresh start, new year, let's do this, right? I want to accomplish that physical goal. I want to accomplish that business goal. I want to accomplish, this is the year of me, right? Like all of those things that come up. And you want to oftentimes say, 
Another big one that I hear is like, I want to feel energized by my day instead of like completely exhausted and drained. Yeah. Right? There's all those different feelings in there. And perhaps you're someone who sets New Year's resolutions. Everybody talks about the New Year's resolutions. And look, I'm a huge fan of goals. I really am. Yeah. But in this episode, we want to discuss perhaps a different perspective on New Year's resolutions. Um, Resolutions often come with the best intentions, right? We set them going, all right, this is the year. And we focus on that outcome. But in this episode, we want to dive into the idea of setting the intention for the year. And that intention is aligned with the outcome that you desire. Mm -hmm. And so what that does is it takes the the pressure off of of the outcome per se. But what it does is aligns you with the behaviors and the choices that can lead to the outcome that you desire. So that, you know, a a common one is I want to lose 20 pounds, 50 pounds. Well, you don't exactly have control of the number of pounds, but you have control over the behaviors that lead to the weight loss, right? Mm -hmm. So what if we start looking at quote, New Year's resolutions more as New Year's intentions. Right. And that way you can base these decisions off of, does this line up with the intention I've set for the year? Woo! What do you think, Kel? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I prefer <laughs> the I prefer the word intentions um, versus like resolutions resolutions yeah um I don't know why um well maybe because because resolution is part of a resolve and it's like what are you what are you trying to resolve yeah um, I think I think there's a lot of intentions yeah like where intentions are you know you have to be intentional right there's an intent yeah into your intentions if they feel it feels more meaningful um in that way. So, yeah, I can I I can totally relate with that. Like I feel like resolutions has a lot of like forceful energy behind it yeah. to me, which is which is a doing energy and the fact of the matter is like I don't need more doing in my life. <laughs> right? Like I don't. The the no. and, and how many especially women, I mean this goes for men too, but like the women that we work with, that is the number one thing. Like, you don't need more shit on your plate. Stop right. it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, like, you're good at doing. You're really good at doing. <laughs> that's and, why you're here. <laughs> and that's why you're exhausted. And that's right. why, right? Um, so, yeah, exactly. So if we set intentions, right, that just, to me, it eases the pressure can. It's like, okay. Yeah. I'm just, all I have to do is really slow down and think, so is this, is this going to get me where I want to go? Is this going right. to take me further away or closer to the result I want to have? And that's it. And as we, you know, kind of dive into this, I'm going to share what my 2022 intentions are. I think Kelly's going to share. I know Kelly's still kind of like noodling hers. Cause like I, I said, yeah. this is December <laughs> when we're recording this, um, December 1st, but I know she's on a path. She's got an idea mm-hmm. of where she wants to go with this. So maybe, yeah. maybe she'll let us like work through it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but they don't have to be physical doing outcomes. And that, yep. that right there for me was a big game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much a, an outcome oriented person. Like I said, huge fan of goals. But when I switched to, I know it's cliche, but focusing on the journey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I switched to that, 
holy crap, everything got easier. I, I had a coach ask me, and this was really, really powerful. If you never achieved the outcome, would you still do what you're doing? Mm. And if I apply that to goals that I've set in my past that probably didn't accomplish, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, the answer was generally no. Which means mm -hmm. that the process was more of a punishment. Yeah. Which also means not likely to do it, which is probably why I didn't accomplish what I thought I wanted to accomplish, right? Yeah. I hated what I was doing. So if we can switch that and, you know, re reframe, Kelly's word, reframe. Reframe! <laughs> if we can reframe that, in a way, uh, <laughs> in a way that, you know, supports us in getting to the outcome we want, well, wouldn't that make the whole thing easier? Right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what uh, that that's my intention for this podcast <laughs> is to help make the whole thing easier. <laughs> right. So, uh, Kel, do you want to Go first. Do you want me to go first? What do you want? Are, are you still thinking? I can literally yeah, see your yeah. face thinking. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes, you go. Okay. Let, um, me, let me noodle. <laughs> I'm going to think about this some more. So um, my intention for 2022 is to let go. But I mean, in the wise, wise words of Elsa, let it go, let it go. <laughs> and there, there are a couple of reasons. You know, I got to quote some Disney. Um, <laughs> but there are, uh, this, I think this intention for me has been a process over the last couple of years, right? This has unfolded in the work that I've been doing these last few years pretty intensely. And um, what letting go means to me is one, um, almost like this, like I said, this force, right? Um, this, this drive, this, um, yeah, force, this masculine energy, right? And when I say, masculine energy. I'm not talking about genders or sex or anything. I'm talking like yin and yang, right? Mm -hmm. Masculine energy is the yang. Feminine energy is the yin. Masculine energy is drive, force, um, competition, comparison, doing. And feminine energy is acceptance, allowing, receiving like it's far more gentle and I do know that I am very out of balance <laughs> with that <laughs> I'm extremely out of balance with that um so one of the phrases that I like is it's I have wounded feminine energy that there that one part of the you know kind of western culture really mm -hmm. pushes masculine energy but two the the home that i grew up in pushes masculine energy like you know mm -hmm. i have three older brothers all of my cousins are male and again this isn't like a sex thing but they are all strong masculine energy people therefore that was the influence that i had right yeah. men can very much have feminine energy Women yes. can very much have masculine energy. We all have both, but one is usually more prevalent, right? Yeah. So this uncovering of the idea of feminine energy um, is something that I really want to embrace. And in order to embrace it, I have to let go of all of these old masculine energy tendencies, Right. And again, this is kind of something that I've really been looking into in the idea of um, in order to receive, in order to gain, I have to let go of some of the other stuff. Right. right. If I want to, um, if I want to, let's say, um, 
if I want to start a workout routine or a more intense workout routine, I have to let go of the idea that I hate working out. (laughs) It doesn't serve the goal. Right. Right. Like, and that's the thing is in order to let something in, you have to make room for it, which means you got to let some other stuff go. Um, I'm not good at the letting go. I, I really don't do that part well, or I try to control, which is another form, you know, (laughs) letting go, you got to let go of the control. So I will try to control what I'm willing to let go of, or what I'm willing to let, say, um, changes that I'm trying to make affect, right? Mm-hmm. So if I want to make some changes and in letting go, I don't get to pick and choose, <laughs> right, right, what I'm willing to let go of, right? I right. don't want it to affect right. this. I don't want it to affect this, but I want it to affect this, you know, mm-hmm. you got to let that go. right and and trust which is another very feminine energy trust that it's all for your higher good this growth is all for your higher good so you know a common way that that can manifest is say um i i want to eat healthier except you know in december (laughs) right well, if you want to eat healthier, you got to let go of the fact that you can't eat healthy in December. Right. Right? Like, that's a conflict. It's not going to help you and it's going to make the whole process harder. Right? Right. Now, I understand, like, hello, I just said I have a December birthday. There are more desserts in December in my life. <laughs> there are. Right? You, Kelly and I are going to get together for holidays. I'm going to get together with family. I'm going to get, you know, there are a lot of holiday gatherings, right? But that doesn't mean the month of December is off the table. Right. (laughs) The whole month. The whole month. I got to let. Screw it. Yeah. I got to let go of that story, of that belief, right? Yeah. And so, again, Letting go can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And I've tried to like distill it down to what it means to me. And it was kind of funny because I totally got into this overthinking pattern (laughs) when I was doing this. I know it's shocking, Kelly. Um, But it was so funny because I was like, how do I explain this? I really need like, how do I make this clear? And then I was laughing because I was like, well, it really doesn't matter what everyone else thinks of my intention. <clears throat> right. Which is another pattern right. that I am working through letting go of. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what everyone else thinks about what I'm doing. Right. That everyone else needs to understand what I'm doing and why. That everyone mm-hmm. else needs to accept that it's okay for me to do what I need to do. No one else needs to accept it at all. No. That is all part of my letting go because all of that is control. And that control, that need to control, comes from insecurities, fear and insecurities, right? So this all started to unravel for me um, (laughs) when I did my first round of TCP with Jim Fortin. And I recognize this subconscious driver of needing to prove myself, of needing people to, you know, in order to prove myself, what I'm really doing is saying, please accept me. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and with that, I also recognize, you know, the whole, super busy schedule thing that I I know I've shared before, right? Was like so busy, so busy and constantly being busy and then saying, man, I just really wish I weren't so busy. And a coach of mine pretty much sucker punched me when she said, well, why are you doing that to yourself? Uh No one else is making me busy. I'm the one that's agreeing to it. You know? (laughs) And so... 
when I had my first round of TCP and I started recognizing this, it was uh, March of 2020. Do you remember March of 2020? Oh, God. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I wish I didn't. (laughs) I do remember it clearly. Now give me some tequila. Um, Yeah. Right? But I was in a different boat because I don't have kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I found myself suddenly very unbusy because uh-huh. I couldn't go to work. Um, my, you know, Pilates clients were all 60 plus. They mm-hmm. were not keen on the technology And many of them had very physical ailments that although I could work with them around, they were not comfortable in that. So my schedule just cleared and I was stuck at home, very unbusy, and I hated it. I hated it. And what I quickly realized is that my busy was very much an avoidance tactic. I stayed busy so that I could avoid, frankly, being with me. Right. <laughs> right. And right. We, we all have our coping mechanisms. Busy was very much one of mine. Right. If I could stay busy, I really didn't have to look at, um, was I happy? If I stayed busy, right, because I could blame my unhappiness on the busy. I could blame my unhappiness on, look how hard I'm working. I'm constantly working. I'm such a hard worker, right? there, There was a lot of things that I could push. I could justify the reasons without having to actually face, holy crap, I'm not happy, (laughs) right? Um, Right. What also came with that, and I've shared about this in in retreats before, was um, our assignment of four hours of silence. Yeah. That came in 2020 as well, the Mm. first time. (laughs) And uh, Jim does this exercise in the program where you sit in silence for four hours. And I know for some people, like, especially moms out there are probably like, that sounds wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that that would be great. Um, But it's not four hours to yourself. It's four hours with yourself. Yeah. There is no phone, computer, movies, books. Uh, There are no chores. Yay. But that also means there are no distractions. Nothing. You don't get a pen and pencil and journal. You don't get books to read. You don't get to go on a walk. You sit your butt down in one spot. (laughs) Hi, Brody. (laughs) And uh, you sit your butt down in one spot and you are there for four hours alone with the thoughts in your head. Right. It was horrible. Um, (laughs) And and again, as someone who just realized how much I, quote unquote, thrived on being busy, I, I was addicted to my busy and I'm going through withdrawals, right? Oh, yeah. Basically, you know, that's that was going on for March and April and May for me of 2020. I was going through busy withdrawals. Yeah. Um, I was like, there were so many points of being angry. Um, and, and again, being angry at other people, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, n- not just like I'm angry about being shut down. I'm angry about not being able to work, which I was, but also mm-hmm. just being really angry at anyone else who didn't understand why I'm upset. Right. Right. Like, all of that combined. Um, you know, I also had that wave of, hey, the studio is closing, completely mm-hmm. closing, like that whole thing, you know. Right. All of that combined. And now my coach wants me to sit in silence in my head, like just with the thoughts in my head. Like that was the, like, why are you punishing me like this? <laughs> that, right? It was horrible. What did I do to you, Jim? I don't deserve yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. Like, 
And, and Kelly knows, like I text her when that assignment came and I was like, I I don't think I'm going to do it. I don't want, I do not want to do this. Right. Right. But I also know that those things that we resist so much, those will control us for our lives unless we just face it. Right. Those things that you avoid will control you. Those things that you push away will control you. So I did it. (laughs) I text Kelly and I was like, all right, here I go. I'm doing it. Four hours. (laughs) Like I was sick to my stomach. It was absolutely horrible. But what became crystal clear in those six, in those, those four hours was that I sat down and I set my timer because, you know, I set a timer. I'm like, I'm not doing this any longer than need to be. Um, (laughs) Right. I sat down in the office and I set my timer and I sat my butt on a pillow on the floor and I'm just sitting there (laughs) and my brain is just like, what are you doing? This is stupid. You don't have time for this. You have so much work you can be doing because we were doing our first retreat right? Yeah. We, we launched that on March 6, 2020. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, you don't know what you're doing for this retreat. Why are you wasting time spending four hours in silence? Like you need to be figuring out what you're going to do about this retreat. If you're still going to hold it, uh, where are you going to hold it? When are the deposits due? You know, all of that stuff. And I just like turned my head and I see my bookshelf and my brain immediately goes, this is going to be like those books on the bookshelf where you start and you don't finish it. How many books on there have you actually read? You want to use your time wisely. Maybe you should read those business books on your shelf that you don't read. Like going on. And it was mean. Like my brain is mean. (laughs) And, And it took exactly six minutes for me to hit the timer to start for my brain to go, this is a waste of time. Spending this time with you is a waste of time. Mm -hmm. Six minutes. And that was like this explosion of me realizing, wow, that's why I stay so busy. Yep. Wow. That's why I don't want to meditate or sit in silence because I think spending time with me is a waste of time. And yet I am constantly trying to prove myself and gain acceptance from other people, basically saying, please say you want to hang out with me. Please uh-huh. say you want to spend time with me. Right trying to garner this validation from things outside of me when I refuse to do it myself. I refuse to acknowledge myself, to accept myself, to spend time with myself. So when I say like this whole letting go idea, like that's really where it started was really going like, wow, this is insane. We're going to start letting go of all these external validations. That was kind of like halfway through 2020, a lot of this year was like just pulling away from those externals. Now, because I'm human, Mm -hmm. the pendulum tends to swing from side to side. So constantly, 2021 was kind of a, a big phase of like, well, I'm not gonna right? (laughs) I've spent so much time being busy. I'm not going to do a damn thing, right? Uh (laughs) Like it just swung so far. And, and again, because I'm human, I found myself in a really interesting position in say, what, January? When was it? Yeah. Around this time when we in LA got to kind of open up again, And so after my period of like, of I'm not going to do nothing, um, you know, I I found a different job um, and then had that opportunity of like, hey, we're opened up again. And I found myself like shoving people into spaces on the calendar, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's a habit. 
I've yeah. run that system for 20 some years, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I kind of had to go, oh, okay, this, this isn't working, <laughs> you know, catch myself in that moment and in that process and go, okay, we, we got to fix this because this is not healthy for me. And I know it's not healthy for me, one, because I've gone through adrenal fatigue and I know that this is not healthy for me. This is exactly how I got to that point, you know? Mm-hmm. And two, you know, a, a red flag for me is that resentment, coming up resentment towards people who, you know, schedule a session and then cancel without telling me, you know, they no show or they cancel last minute. Right. And I'll have so much resentment towards them because I'm like, Hey, my schedule is busy. My time is precious, except I'm not treating my time like it's precious. Right. You know? Right. So those are signs for me. And then (laughs) we had another four hours of silence assignment. And (laughs) now I'm like, this isn't fair because I'm like really busy and (laughs) you know, I don't have time for four hours of silence. Like I know the last time I said I didn't have time when I did have time, but I just thought I should be doing it or something different. But this time I literally don't have time, you know, (laughs) because we can justify anything If it lets us keep a hold of our stories, right? Right. So this time I sit down and I do it. And and I did, like I said, the first time I did that, I was so nauseous after these four hours. Like, I literally felt like all of this toxicity came up and came out and I had to acknowledge it because I wasn't distracted by anything else. Right. I had to face that that is what was within me. Right. Right. No wonder I kept so freaking busy. I didn't want to acknowledge that. Right. Right. Then this time was I sat down and it's like, all right, I'm doing it. Like I didn't have to talk myself into it as much, but like I still wasn't like going willingly. And (laughs) and you know what? It was so much easier which made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> that is when I started recognizing that pattern. <laughs> I was like, I am really uncomfortable when things were easy because the chatter in my head was saying, you must be doing this wrong. Right. Yep. If this is easy, you must be doing something wrong. You must not be yep. trying hard enough. You must not be doing it well enough. Right. Like that's the chatter that came up. And that's why like those moments are so valuable. Like Kelly and I have talked about meditation isn't like necessarily about quiet your mind. No, it can also be about, huh, those are the thoughts that just run through my head. Those are the thoughts that I've programmed that just show up on default. Right. So when I had, when I recognize that as well, this like, I'm really uncomfortable when things are easy. (laughs) I am so addicted to my like suffering and proving myself and things having to be hard, right? That I really don't like that. So again, this is part of that, like letting go is Mm -hmm. also, you know, recognizing those patterns And letting go of the expectation that like, it needs to go a certain way. The, the, the stories of like, if you're not, (laughs) it sounds so silly when I say it, but like, if I am not pounding my head against my desk and struggling with doing my work, then I'm not doing well enough. Right. Right. If I'm not, if I am not working from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., I'm not doing enough. I'm not working hard enough. I'm not like all of that stuff. Right. Why? And and that's what I'm really working through that, like letting go of. And what comes up with that, like I said before, is like picking and choosing what I'm willing to let go of. Mm-hmm. Because. Oftentimes we cling to these stories that aren't serving us Mm -hmm. 
because we get some sort of payoff or reward for it, right? Mm -hmm. So in that example I just gave, if I'm not working hard enough, right, my my payoff for working 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. is that I feel like I'm a hard worker. And in my head, I have that attached to my worth. Right. Right. Well, if I'm going to say I am worthy simply because if I'm going to say I value myself and the work that I do simply because I know I'm good at what I do and I know I can help people. I have to let go of the idea that my value and worth is attached to the number of hours I work. Right. Right. But the number of hours I work is my quote unquote validation. Right. So I have to let go of that. And that's uncomfortable. Right. You have to let go of all these stories that you've built up that allow you to justify keeping the story. (laughs) Right, right. That was one part. The second part is, um, you know, emotions. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, That has been an interesting process. You know, we, we just shared not that long ago about our Reiki experiences and some of the emotions and stuff that, you know, you store in the body in there. But another thing that's been really interesting in this process for me the last couple of years is, um, Emotions I've habituated and and normalized so much to the fact that I don't even realize I'm in them. Right. Right. Um, anxiety is a big one for me. Um, I, you know, I think I've shared on here before that I would say like, no, I'm not an anxious person. I just like have panic attacks from time to time. Like, no, that's not normal. normal. (laughs) You don't have panic attacks without there being a high threshold of anxiety. Right? right? Like, but I've so habituated it. I honestly didn't know that I was in anxiety. It was just my normal operating methods. Well, how do you know you're in anxiety? But if I'm... um, I've so habituated this anxiety, um, but I didn't know it, right? But then you start to recognize like some of these, you know, I would say red flags, but um, the the um, getting really upset over like things that you don't need to get upset about. That's yeah. usually a sign of anxiety, right? Um, yeah. Quick emotional outbursts. Whether that's anger, sadness, like one time (laughs) Eddie and I were standing, again, had no idea. Um, Eddie and I were standing in line for like a a movie preview. So, you know, we're in LA, so we can go to previews before movies are released and see them and you give feedback and they may make edits or stuff, right? And there was one that I was really excited about going to. And uh, we were standing in the line because there's, you know, like you just stand in line and hope you get in and they will look at like, um, you know, different um, boxes and metrics, right? So certain age groups, certain ethnicities, certain, you know, all sorts of different, you know, so they can get a wide variety of how it's going in certain categories. And, um, And so we're standing in line and they finally get to our paper and we didn't get accepted. Like okay. they were like, no, thanks. And I'm pretty certain it's because of me. And like <laughs> they've already got too much of female, you know, white female in her 30s. Yeah. Like they've got too much. Yeah. Yeah. And I literally just started crying. I just started crying. And Eddie looks at me and he goes, baby, it's okay. We can go see another movie. Like they they literally hand you vouchers to go see any movie that's in the theater right now. Yeah. And I'm crying and I had the like capacity of that point to be like, I'm not crying about the movie. And he goes, what are you crying about? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm just crying. (laughs) Right. I have no idea. Yeah. I didn't know that I was anxious. 
right? right? Like it's so these, these moments of say meditation, sitting in silence, like all of that, it slows your brain down, yeah. which is anxiety 101, right? No wonder I avoided doing that so much because I have to let go of my old operating systems. And as much as we say we want to let go of that, we don't. Our right. fight or flight brain is going, uh-uh, no way, because that's how we survive. That's how we right. do everything. So there's like the letting go of the emotions. There's letting go of the stories. But the other thing that has really been a challenge that I, I've been resisting is like letting go of relationships. Yeah. And that's been like probably one of the hardest parts that I know that I need to like lean into a little more. There's, there's this part of me that's like, I'm going through all this change and I want to share it with everybody, right? Not everybody cares, wants Uh to hear about it or wants to participate. Right. Right. And Yeah. And, and when it's something too, that is so much a part of my life, (laughs) right? Um, Turning it off is really difficult, but also I don't want to turn it off, right? Right. This is the way that I approach life. And some people don't want that. And I'm very aware that like, it's okay they don't want that, but also I am not going to change who I am to appease the fact that you don't want that. So there's this like mutual acceptance part. Now I have to be willing to accept they don't want that. They have to be willing to accept that's who I am. And if there are moments where you're just beating heads about it, that is when I can go, I don't, I, I can't, I can't have this in my life anymore. Right. Right. And that has been the, the kind of biggest challenge of letting go. Right. I'm really excited about all these changes that are happening in my life. I'm really excited about all this growth that I've had, but growth also means you're growing out of some things. Right. And that means your old patterns, your old behaviors, your old stories, and sometimes old relationships that just aren't supporting who you are anymore. Right. Um, So that's kind of been my journey up to recognizing, okay, this really is the year of letting go. Of just like taking your hands off the steering wheel and being like, okay, I'm ready. I'm letting go of all control and just stepping into where I say I want to be. If I'm going to make this step into this next level, I have to let go of the previous level, Mm -hmm. whatever that means. And maybe, you know, some people will catch up. That would be great. Yeah. Right. And maybe they won't. Um, Right. That may mean saying, you know, goodbye to people. I've I've done exercises where I literally like visualize cutting cords. I send them love. I, I love you. I wish the best for you. I hope that someday we can have a relationship again. But right now I gotta cut this cord. Yeah. You know, um, and that's been, it's been a challenge. And then the same thing with, again, um, cutting the cords to old stories that I've, I've used, um, to, to validate myself or validate my behavior, justify my behavior. Um, I was thinking the other day about how, you know, um, (laughs) well, you know, my dad passed away in 2005, right? I am at a place right now that I can talk about my dad without, you know, a sucker punch, right? 
Kelly may be in a very different place, right? It's still raw for you. Mm -hmm. It is. I get that. Um, I know that I'm in a place where I can talk about my dad and I may get a little emotional, but it's not like, you know, overcoming me. I also know that I have in the past used that as a reason to behave the way I do. So if someone says something to me like, you know, you don't understand the pain I'm going through right now because I had a breakup and I'm like, screw you. You don't understand the pain of real loss when you bury nine family members in a year, including your dad. Like I've done that in the past to justify some other emotion that I'm not willing to actually confront. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so again, if I want to evolve or up level, I have to let go of all of my, you know, woe is me stories. I have to let them go. Right. Right. And that doesn't mean I can't use them or reference them as say a way to help other people. But I can't be so emotionally attached to them to validate or justify myself. You know, right? That right. is a whole nother level of of letting go for me. So that's been like almost an hour of me talking about my intention for 2022. There'll be some stuff edited out of there, I'm certain. But hell. <laughs> Where's your brain at right now? Um, I think I am, uh, like trusting myself, um, is kind of something that has come up lately in, um, like, you know, um, in, in my personal life, but also in business, like trusting that I know what the fuck I'm doing, you know? Um, but that goes for like life, like mm-hmm. trusting that I know what the hell I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. Even if I really am not quite sure, mm-hmm. you know, like I still know what I'm doing. Um, but like also for me, sometimes I struggle to like include the important people around me in that, in that trust. So that's, you know, it's kind of a two-parter. Like I have to trust myself, but I also have to include the people around me mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, my Craig, my husband and I talk about it all the time because the two of us are, um, I would say we're both kind of fearlessly independent So, uh, like, including each other and stuff, we we have a challenge with that. Um, Because I will, I plan things and then I tell him after the fact. And he does the same. We don't actually include each other in the planning process. Are you talking about me and Eddie right now? Yeah. (laughs) No, but. But yes. I know that's about the same. I know the situation is about the same, right? So, um, but that's what, you know, has been coming up for me a lot lately is that I, you know, I need to trust that I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. I know how to do this, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it is. Um, and I need to include my partner in... <laughs> what's going on especially in that trusting you know like hey we need to we need to be partners in this thing called Mm -hmm. life and not just you know include each other after the fact Mm -hmm. so can I ask you like a very coaching question (laughs) of course I knew you would uh what would it take for you to trust yourself. What else needs to happen for you to trust yourself? I just need to, I need to do it. Like I need, 
I need more focus. I get very easily distracted by other things. I am a procrastinator. I'm a master procrastinator. So I'm really trying to get out of that. Um, and that, and I know that I just need to do it. I just need to do it. Like I need to trust that I know what I'm doing and stop procrastinating about doing it because I think I'm not sure I know what I'm doing. That That's the whole thing. And that's the, the kind of second follow-up question, right? It's like, well, how do you know you don't know what you're doing? Right. Right. You don't unless you do I it. I don't. Right. I don't it, unless it, I do it. And even if uh, and even if the outcome is not what my goal was, that doesn't mean that I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just means maybe my messaging needs to change. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's the other thing is that I need, you know, I don't want to be um, stuck in a place of, well, it didn't turn out this way. So fuck it. Right. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be stuck in that place mm-hmm. because it's that it's not an all or nothing. It's okay. You do it and okay. Maybe it didn't turn out the way you wanted. So guess what? You just change your messaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been looking at goals. Like I've really been conscious with my clients to, uh, instead of referring to goals, refer to them as experiments. Oh yeah. Right. Like being like, so what three experiments would you like to, you know, test this week? Right. (laughs) Because it takes the, the pressure off of it has to go this certain way. That's not how experiments work. You know, right. we're testing to see what works and what doesn't. And maybe we'll adjust slightly here and slightly here. Um, right. But there was something else really interesting that you said. And I've, I, too, have uh, worked through this, working through this, which is that fiercely independent. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I, I don't even want to say balance because they're almost two different concepts of a fiercely independent person, but, you know, like you said, including loved ones around me where I've kind of done this either, or Uh I listen, I take in what they say and I process it, or I take in what they say and I just go, nope, 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 nope. And I do what I want anyway. (laughs) Right. Yep. First of all, I and again, I've had this conversation with with Lisa, Coach Lisa Carpenter, um, which is, what's wrong with that? Nothing, Nothing. right? <laughs> Am I asking them their input because I'm genuinely curious about their input, right? Yeah. And the things that they're saying aren't meeting my criteria of what is important to me then there's no problem here. Right. Right. I have admittedly been on the other side where someone asks me their input and I give them my, my feedback, but then I get really upset that they didn't do what I think they should have done. Yeah. That's a problem. That's my control stuff. Right. So like, again, and this is what's so fascinating because my brain did that. My brain meshed the two of them together and said, look, this is contradictory. And she was like, these are two different things. (laughs) You know, these have no connection. Um, And I also get to, it's so funny because I think most people would consider you and I like very outgoing people. And we are, and both of us still just kind of keep people at a hand's distance apart like <laughs> yeah. right yeah. there's still just this little like mm, right yeah um for me that's what part of this podcast is about is is sharing these like very vulnerable sides of me that I am just starting to recognize as I let my guard down I have to blow kisses yeah. at Brody hi yeah. buddy <laughs> um you know, and sharing that. And again, a a balance for me is to share that vulnerably without 
shame, feeling guilty, Mm -hmm. beating myself Mm -hmm. up about it. Like, you know, there's that acceptance part of it. You know, I, I accept myself and that this is, these are these patterns that I've had and I'm recognizing these patterns. Okay. That's okay. You're learning your lessons here on earth school and, you know, and, and do better next time, do differently next time. And I've also started embracing this, um, this idea that, um, you know, regretting things, making wrong decisions, like, because that seems to come up a lot for people that we work with as well is what if I'm making a wrong decision? What if, you know, and really starting to embrace this idea that there are no wrong decisions. Right, right. Trusting yourself that you are making the best decision you are capable of making right now. Right. And then down the road, if that decision didn't pan out the way you thought it would, letting go of regret because at one point you did exactly what you wanted to do or thought was best for you. Yeah. That's it. Let it go. Stop beating yourself up about it. Like, so that's kind of tied into, again, to my like, let it go idea of like, you know what, just make the best decision you're capable of making. It's our, it's our messy action, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Just do it. You can fix it. I also heard somebody say, um, ready, fire, aim. And I really like that. Oh, ready, fire, aim. Right. Mm -hmm. Gather what you need to just what you need to, because I get lost in gathering mode. Yeah. (laughs) I love to gather. Same. Same. Right. (laughs) I love to gather, do it and then focus it. Yeah. Right. Focus where you need to focus. Yes. Yeah. Yay. So after the doing is when you can focus. Exactly. You have to have that data. You, you know, you have to have the data to go with it. Yeah. Look at your smiling. I can't tell if that's like a nervous <laughs> smile or like... <laughs> No, no, I like that. I like that. So, Kelly's going to going to trust herself in mm-hmm. business and in in private Why? life. What's that look like for you? Growth. How are a you going to How are you going to measure it? Um it's just going to be a feeling. I don't know. I don't think I, I don't, I don't know that I can really put a like degree on it. Mm-hmm. To me right now, it's a feeling, you know, cause I could easily say, well, in business, it means, you know, this many more dollars or people or mm-hmm. whatever. But even that right now, it feels more like a feeling mm-hmm. versus a number. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really, um, I think that's a really wise thing, especially if you're talking business about like, yeah. num- you know, dollars and clients. Right. Yeah. Um, and because that's very much, again, this idea of resolutions and outcome goals, right? Yeah. That's an outcome goal, but you don't, you don't really have control over that. But what you do have control of is um, like how many people you talk to about doing. Connections. Yeah, exactly. Connections. Like, yeah. You know, those kind of behaviors that get yeah. you towards the outcome goal. And what I love that you're saying about the the feeling is that energy you bring to the behavior like that's the game changer yeah. for most people is the yeah. again would if you never got the outcome that you wanted would you still be doing what you're doing i have no doubt that if kelly never got that dollar amount outcome she'd still be talking to people about pilates yeah <laughs> right like and again yeah. that's the energy yeah. that's the energy yeah. thing where it's like yeah if I yeah. never get that outcome it's fine because yeah I'm still gonna show up and I'm still gonna help people right right, right? 
So there are absolutely ways that you're like, okay, this feels good because I love helping people through Pilates and it's really easy for me to talk to people about Pilates. And I right. know that that is the exact behavior that's going to get me where I want to go. So right. I just have to focus on that, right? Yeah. Um, then when it comes to personal, how do we know we're trusting ourselves? <laughs> It's still connection. Mm. It's still the connection. The connection to you or connection to people? To or the people. To my yeah. people. To my to people. My people. <laughs> <laughs> to my people. To my people. Yay. Yeah. Love it. That's, um. let me see. Yeah. That is in my top 10 values. It's connection. Connections. Yep. Connection. Mm-hmm. It's in my top 10. Right here on my wall. Yeah. <laughs> Touching them right now. <laughs> As you point to it. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Do I get to be one of those people? In yeah. Okay, good. Included? Yeah. Included okay, cool. in the That's cool. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to be, because you're gonna be someone who's gonna keep me honest. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My accountability buddy. <laughs> yes, you're the accountability person. <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> oh, okay. you're welcome. Yay. Accountability. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> Says the person whose top value is freedom. Uh, right. Well, but accountability. You're you're good at it for other for people. other people. I'm so good at it. Um, yes. Also, you know, like that whole, we talked about this at the retreat is like you know keeping your word. You know, yes. I am so good at keeping my word to other people. Right. <laughs> Not Not to so myself. <laughs> that is a muscle I am working that has never yeah. been worked before. Um, but uh, side note, though, that idea of, you know, I was like, freedom is my top value, but accountability, I will say that, um, again, Coach Lisa pushed me on this one was, as someone whose freedom is top value, you are going to find more freedom with structures than you ever will. And I was like, yeah. what? And she's like, just trust me on this, like, start tracking, start tracking all your important data. Right. Um, That's why I have this, you know, book here on my desk of my, you know, my schedule for the day. Right. And and the top five must be done tasks, because as a freedom person, I'm like, oh, look, I've got like two hours. I'll just go here and I'll just do this. And I don't really have to send that newsletter out. Right. But it's actually the structure that allows me the freedom that I actually want. Right. Because I get shit done. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, look, it's okay. So, you know, three day weekend, no problem. I get all my stuff done before that weekend. So I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about it. It's actually within right. the structure, that accountability part, <laughs> right. That the true freedom exists. That's right. Oh, us humans, we're funny and complicated. I know. This we're may, so funny. This may be our longest podcast ever, including our first one. Yeah. I talked a while. I, <laughs> I hope it was very useful for everybody 46 listening. minutes to be exact. Really? There had to be some shenanigans in there, right? I um, don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> uh, well, if this sounds anything like you... If you're resonating with the idea of setting intentions for this year, and look, I realize that this is, you know, mid-January. You guys, you can set intentions at any time. It doesn't have to be January 1st. Um, You can set intentions in the morning. You can set your day. For the day, for the hour, for the month, anything. It doesn't matter, anything. Uh, But if you want some help, clarifying intentions let us know um like i said this is something kelly and i have kind of worked through and noodled through and maybe you're not used to thinking of it in that way i get it uh we're here to help you right maybe you're used to setting goals and we can help you 
reframe those goals into intentions, yeah. into powerful, positive, expansive intentions versus those kind of restrictive resolutions. Um, yeah. Let us know. We're here to help you. Uh, you can send us an email at permission to explore retreats at gmail. You can send us a message on our website, permission to explore retreats.com. You can slide into D- our DMs. Slide into the DMs. <laughs> permission to explore retreats. <laughs> on the Facebook. On the Face Place. Permission to explore permission retreats. Permission <laughs> And uh, our personals, Kelly Pilates. Is there an underscore? Yes. It's just one. Uh, it's just one. It's all together. K-E-L-L-I-E Pilates. I just type K and it autofills because apparently. Well, see, uh, <laughs> you know. I do the same thing. I just start typing Lindsay and it pops up. But mine is coach underscore Lindsay with an E underscore S-C-H-W and then it should pop up. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thanks, parents. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, we're happy to help you with this. Um, you know, it's mid-January. Let's set those intentions for the year and then see where you are at the end of the year. A couple of my, you know, favorite powerful questions that I like to ask is, you know, where will you be a year from now, five years from now, if you continue to live each day exactly as you're living right now? Yeah. Right. And where could you be a year from now or five years from now if you make one change, one intentioned, focused change? What becomes possible then? Mm-hmm. So we'll leave you with that. And uh, yeah, we will see you next time. Okay. Bye-bye, bye bye, everybody.